0: Up the
1: of the Come on arcade, you're going to miss it, I'm tossing in kitchen! I'm coming. Oh, all you- oh, right. The pancakes, lovely. the yeah. table, lovely. What do you ah. think? Well, uh, um, no, just get on with the pancakes. <laughs> I know what you thought you dirty <laughs> get. Right here we go. Use your pancake. It's sizzling away. We're gonna Ooh, just
0: give it a good lovely. flip here. We're gonna give it a good flip. Here we go. Oh, hey. oh. Hey,
1: oh like a luck. dream. Oh, class, <laughs> You're getting better at that. You're getting better right. than tossing our kid. I oh, know, I've been tossing for years. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go, you got it on your plate. Now I've got it,
0: now this time I've got it full range of things to go on top. Now, do you want some oh. squirty cream?
1: uh no, I'm alright with squirty. Alright, do you have a, have a nice bit of jam, nice bobby jam? Err, uh, no, no, not jam for me, no thank right, you. Right, ok, no, that's alright, that's, uh, just a sprinkle of sugar, maybe go somewhere. No, no, thank you, I'm alright with I'll sugar buy, as well, ta. Uh, uh, do you want some honey? Um no, you know. Oh, I know what you want, you want your usual, don't you? Please. Have you got Fish them? fingers. I have. Yeah. I've got bloody fish fingers. I knew you were going on them. I've got a <laughs> bloody lamb. oven. Get us three in. Lovely. Oh, there you go. Three fish fingers on top of bloody pancake. Here, I'll, <laughs> have, a, I'll have a little squeeze of lemon, though. I'm not a heathen.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Keep it fairly traditional. Well, no, you no. know, everything's traditional down Cracken Cove, isn't it? The podcast that shines a beacon onto the bazaar. I'm Matt. And I'm Benny. And here we are, we're going to tell you all some wonderful stories. Some of them
1: almost as strange as fish fingers and fucking pancakes. (laughs) (laughs) Go on, tell us some proper news.
0: So first out of the harbour today, you see, we've got uh, like a little bit of news we've covered in the past. Because, you know, there's been stories about the Dyatlov Pass, hasn't there?
1: Oh, there has been a bit of an update with it. As soon as I saw one word, I was like, nope, not reading it anymore. <laughs> 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 well, I mean, the, the, I'm sure a lot of people
0: who, who are aware of the Dyatlov Pass incident, it which it just happened on... Um, there were like if there were people from the uh, uh, the Ural's Polytechnic Institute in Yekaterinburg. In January the twenty third of nineteen fifty nine, these ten hikers sort of disappeared into the mountains. Uh, and then they were found with like their all tents all ripped open, and they were injured, and there were people with like their tongues
1: bitten out. There were people half ah, naked up yeah. trees and fucking all sorts of shit. Yeah, on them.
0: smashed skulls. I think it might be like a yeti attack, you know? Yeah, man. And then of course, what they've said now, they've finally sort of worked things out. That what it could be rather than being an avalanche, is what's called a snow slip or something like this, and it basically just like a, a shift of snow or ice, so it can potentially sort of just crush. In it and, and cause a lot more sort of destruction than people think. I personally am still not convinced at this. I think it was something ah, a lot no, more official. Just yeah. the,
1: the facts are just really weird. Out they're just they uh, But go on, let's hear this tale.
0: Well, the things. I'm, I, do you know what? I'm not going to tell that particular tale. Yeah. Because you know, because I think it's kind of common news out there. That's the one that everyone thinks now. I think. Oh, we've got, we've got that put to bed. We just think it's a snow slip. They just got crushed in the tents and the, all the rest ran away and got hypothermia. Because they a yeah, juicy
1: uh, little bit with it, weren't they? They said that they, they cracked it with the help from the Frozen film, didn't they? The the science, uh, some snow genius did uh, helped out on Disney's Frozen, uh, and yeah, used that rough. simulator to, to find out well, like this ice shifter or avalanche or something. So yeah. That's half interesting, but
0: yeah. No, I think I think it is. I think it's an interesting subject, but I think it's been covered quite a few places. Yeah. What hasn't been covered, is this story here that a group of tourists have gone missing. In an infamous Russian mountain pass where nine people died under mysterious circumstances more than 60 years ago.
1: So more people have gone missing on Death Mountain? On
0: Death Mountain, actually in the Dyatlov Pass. Oh, wow. So eight tourists from Moscow who ventured into the pass in the Ural region have not returned by Wednesday morning as expected. (laughs) That's it. The source said they were supposed to leave at 8 o'clock this morning, but they have not returned yet and there is no contact with them and the tourists came to visit the pass to pay tribute to the nine people who died there in february 1959 god. so they were fully aware of what had happened though going into the region to sort of like you know pay their the respects and stuff mm. and they've gone they've disappeared
1: jesus all of them as well my god
0: all nine. So, but then again, you see, you've got to remember that these parties and these people. that Nowadays, it's not like it was then, yeah. where you know they just hiked out with like a bottle of vodka and yeah. Dutch courage, <laughs> and thick coat <laughs> Yeah, thick it. coat. That's it. You know, and sort of stout shoes. Yeah. These people have got all the latest technical equipment. They've, they'll have satellite phones. They'll have all that sort of stuff to go out there with. They won't just be going out there light, you know, lightly uh, uh, equipped. Yeah, yeah. They'll have all the latest gear to go places like that. God. Yet
1: silence has fallen once again in the Diatlov Pass wow. so what do you think do you think it could be like the? well you don't get the name Death Mountain like because that is a really old name for it it wasn't named yeah. after the last incident they were hiking on Death Mountain already and the locals have already said not to go there you know what I mean they had a bit of a fallout yeah. with it um, but these people have That's gone right, back true, yeah. um, to Death Mountain and Maybe found death waiting for him. <laughs> I reckon the well, yeti that's, that's has might be there, totally ripped yeah. him limb by limb, uh, and he's chewing on one of the bloody cankles as we speak.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, we're like, we're like almost like a, a Hoth Womper, yeah, he's in there just yeah, grrrr. yeah, just munching.
1: There's just blood bull- all over it white snow, there's loads of blood and heads and stuff. Every oh, single well, tongue is ripped out of their heads,
0: and he's just chewing a mouth, mouthful of human on and they go, oh, tongue. There.
1: Yum, yum. <laughs> <laughs> we'll follow up with interest. Oh, please do! I happens. hope the nuggets. T- oh, I don't want him dead, but I don't want him. Certainly don't want him turning up for a while. because That's it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: From incredibly hard people, you know, these guys were, were toughened Russian adventurers, weren't they? Who went missing, right? Hmm. To something a lot softer, really, in a way, and not, not soft in a good way either. he's just uh, decadent, right? You might have seen this already, but there's a rapper called Little Uzi Vert, right? Have you heard of this guy?
1: <laughs> no, I haven't. Little Uzi Vert. <laughs> he's called Little Little
0: Uzi Vert, right? And he has had his head pierced, right? He's had his forehead pierced and mounted onto that piercing, he's had a 24 million dollar pink diamond attached to his head.
1: 24
0: million, a 24 million dollar diamond,
1: right? How can he afford that? And I ain't even, oh, not right up in the rap world or whatever it is nowadays, but how do I don't know him if he's got, hey, 24.
0: So this is from uh, Aussie Man. Does a lot. He, he, Aussie Man reviews does an awful lot of things on uh, uh, Facebook and various other social
1: media sites. Aussie, right? that like literally the Aussie dude that's like who yeah, talks over. That, yeah, yeah, he's guy, yeah, man, yeah. yeah, he's funny.
0: Yeah, good. So <laughs> yeah. I, I've, I've taken his article because he, he's a good guy. Actually, he's pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So he says, when it comes to fashion, there are more than a few people who think you can never be too gaudy. Personally, I don't get it. That's probably because I've never had the money to. If we were all loaded to gills, we might rock around town wearing the loudest shit we could. After all, that's half the fun, right? But still, some people take it even further, happily enduring pain in the name of fashion. And little Uzi Vert is a good example. And his latest showpiece is wildly expensive and fairly painful to boot. Now, do you want a little picture of him there?
1: Well, yeah, if you want, mine have Yeah, you have peeked. a little peek at this. Ewww! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> God, he looks alien, doesn't he? He's only a thin lad, isn't he? Oh, no, that's it. He's so not
0: like a lot of meat to pin this to, has it? You know what I mean? Well, he looks like an hard-boiled
1: sweet to me, <laughs> does that? He's like got worth his original <laughs> stuck to his head. <laughs> yeah, well, there were well, the other ones with... Um, oh, I, I know what you mean, British yeah. Head. I can't remember yeah. the name of them
0: now, but yeah, he does look like just like a sweet stuck to his head, doesn't it? A
1: glassy it? mint, one of the fruit glassier and mints stuck to Bonnet. Stuck to Bonnet! What a prick! He's yeah. gonna get that chiselled out of his head in minutes, isn't he? What's he doing? Well, especially if he gets mugged. Oh, then somebody just comes up with a pair of pliers and says, "Right, I'll steal you." It's like yeah, twenty four million. Yeah. People like do bank jobs for like less than a million, don't they? Like a five man crew. He's doomed. Yeah, no, this is it. I mean,
0: so apparently on January the thirtieth, he tweeted,
1: "I've been paying for a natural
0: pink diamond from Elliot for years now." This one stone costs
1: so much, I've been paying for it since 2017. That was the first time I saw a real pink diamond. A lot lot of M's in my face.
0: Now, I don't know what M's is. I don't know what they are, do you?
1: No, I don't want to know. No, I don't either. (laughs) So a few days later, he showed
0: it off for the first time in a video, and he captioned that one by saying,
2: Beauty is pain.
0: And it's revealed that it's... 10, almost 11 carats is this particular pink diamond.
1: Is that straight, or is he making it up?
0: Oh, no, no. He's,
1: he's, he's, apparently it's
0: absolutely true. I've, I've looked 24 on the news.
1: Million, 24 million pounds?
0: He, he says it's worth... Uh, it, what, what, how does he put it now? He says it's worth more than his house and all his cars put together is this thing. And it's taking him, as one of these super silly rappers, five years to pay for it in down payments. <laughs>
1: I mean what a loser. I mean can you imagine why would you do it? It's just it's so for a start it's so crass in it. A twin Exactly I don't get all that jewellery my life. I never have done in a way, but Christ. And as well, you know, he's, oh, oh, can we you imagine if you're sort of walking down the street,
0: right, and, uh, and like a homeless person says, excuse me, mate, you want the price of a cup of tea, would you? And you
1: uh, I, mean, I ain't got any money on me.
0: And you got $24 million <laughs> diamond stuck in the middle of your nuts.
1: <laughs> stuck in your head. <laughs> You'd probably lose it, though, wouldn't you, in a bad night's sleep. It's like, oh, shit, where is it? Yeah, your diamonds I mean, come no. off. And what well, no other yeah. procedure's done is it just... I wonder
0: if it's sort of glued or pinned or whether you have to actually drill your head to put Man, I would on.
1: want it drilled. If I had to have it, I'd have it fully drilled onto me bloody skull or something. You'd have to, like, go oh no. like, you engineer man, it onto me. Can
0: you imagine <laughs> how much it itches while it's healing as well? Go, I, go, I hope it goes septic. It. I just want it to go yeah, really, septic.
1: Yeah. <laughs> like a big puffy <laughs> chimp's asshole, <laughs> Right in the middle of his head. <laughs>
0: So I think we should stick with kind of um, excesses now, you know what I mean? Like luxuries and all this sort of malarkey. And, you know, the rap world, it's well known for... It's not just well known for its bling, it's well known for, like, drugs and stuff, in it? You know, it's, it's, not, uh-huh. it's, not, it's, not very, it's not very well behaved, is it, the rap world? You know? <laughs> it doesn't seem it. No, no, a bunch of naughty lads and girls, you know. <laughs> so, but this piece is from the BBC World Service by Fernando Duarte. And it says, Pablo Escobar why scientists want to kill his hippos, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so are you Whoa. aware of these? Are you aware of Pablo Escobar? I did
1: hear something that he had a bit of a zoo. I didn't know it was like it. Was it like on his old house or something? I heard he was a bit of a crazy zoo he had or something.
0: Yeah, well, what, what happened was, is uh, so they say Pablo Escobar is a name Colombia has been trying to forget for the last 30 years. So he's one of the most notorious criminals of all time and he was the founder of the infamous Medellin Gangs. Right, and uh, he was responsible for kidnappings, bombings, and indiscriminate assassinations. And uh, at one point he was meant to be one of the world's richest men, so, you know, Mm -hmm. that's not bad going, is it, you know? But the saying, the cocaine kingpin, is also responsible for what scientists call an ecological time bomb. A group of hippos, originally imported by Escobar to his private zoo decades ago, have (laughs) multiplied... And according to scientists, they are now spreading through one of the country's main waterways, the River Magdalena. Last month, a study published at the Biological Conservation Journal said culling the animals was the only way to mitigate their environmental impact. So can you imagine that, right, So uh, it's not just any old animal, it's not like we had like we were releasing beavers into the countryside <laughs> around here, these are fucking hippos, can you imagine going down to the river air or the river wharf and think, oh I'll have a little piddle paddle
1: around here, this would be nice,
2: <laughs>
1: a massive hippo comes tam- tanking to one of you <laughs> and your kids. <laughs> They're supposed to be like really violent aren't they, you know what I mean? yeah this is right yeah, it's, they're it's, like the killers aren't they have you seen them swim that's what scares me a killer that swims that angelic and it's that big they're like really good swimmers aren't they Jesus we're looking under with your snorkel and seeing a pack of hippos underneath you
0: well they well, we do say that when the dive hippos um, that, you say like a male hippo sees you and goes underwater the speed they're actually travelling underwater—it's something like about sort of ten or twelve knots or something. They're going like as fast as a bloody nuclear submarine, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it's unbelievable. Jeez. So that's what they're sort of thinking of doing—they're thinking of killing them, you
1: know. But it's, uh, how I, do you kill him? <laughs> you need a big fucking gun for that. Why? No, really? I'm not too sure actually. I don't know how that's gonna go up. about a, Oh my god! <laughs> Blow them up. <laughs>
0: Just going with a bazooka or something like that. <laughs> I'm they say now that this actual herd, right, is estimated to range from 80 to 120 of them. It's oh, the biggest wow. hippo herd outside of Africa. Right? <laughs> so that's absolutely mad, you know. So what they're doing, they're, what they're saying, is they're like they're in a study, they envisage an ideal scenario in which thirty animals need to be culled or castrated every year to sort of like slow it down to nothing, you know.
2: Yeah. But
0: yeah. what I mean, what's your thoughts on that? I mean, it, it, are the hippos there just by accident? It's not their fault. Should they be allowed to just kind of get on with it, or do you think? No, they should-
1: they should carry on dealing the, <laughs> the day poor drugs or something they could be like part of the cartel couldn't they you never just know just take
0: over again yeah that's yeah, it yeah
1: yeah get, get shut of them I see. I do, he sounds cruel doesn't it as long are they like really messing up the environment and stuff or they're just breeding you know it could really be like damaging later on uh, down the, like the cycle of it all
0: well, it's it, it, the, because they're so big. Because they're sort of they're basically what what's classed as like megafauna for us, which is like up there with the rhino and the elephant and that sort of thing. It's, it's, a, yeah. it's a whopping beast, and the amount they consume and the way they sort of tr- change waterways by being in them and what they're doing there, like creating mud wallows and things like this. So yeah, they're immensely destructive to those areas and those sort of wildlife mm-hmm. in those areas. But they're also incredibly dangerous to humans, as we know. But, I mean, if you had to guess, how many people do you think were killed a a year by hippos, right, in Africa?
1: I'm going to say about 50 or something like that, just a rough...
0: Just stick a zero on that, kid.
1: (gasps) (laughs) 500 a year?
0: 500 uh, people a year in Africa are potentially killed by by, uh, uh, hippos every year. That's how dangerous they are. These things are just absolute maniacs and now yeah. they've imported them into another continent where they're not ready for it. I mean, the yeah, environmental yeah. impact of certain creatures in the in the UK, like we said before about the signal crayfish, which wiped out our own crayfish, it's just a little snippy-snappy insect, sort of not an insect, a crustacean, but it's, it's a tiny little thing that can cause immense, immense problems. So you get something like that kicking about,
1: mm. wow. Get the bazookas, get the bazookas, yeah. blow well, them all
0: up! Well, the issue <laughs> they have though is that the locals are actually really fond of them, right? Oh. And there have not actually been any fatalities yet due to these hippos, yeah. but there was a massive public outcry when the Colombian army gunned down the hippo, a hippo called Pepe in two thousand and nine. <laughs> <laughs> Pepe, <laughs> no Pepe! Yeah, so Imagine <laughs> that. They, they were all crying about Pepe, but yeah. um, if the plant they kill sort of like one hundred and twenty hippos, I think. Imagine what a mess. I wonder if I hipo, got... any, A hippo's tasty. <laughs>
1: About <laughs> yeah, right, leathery and horrible but Kill are. the ones that they aren't named. You know what I mean? Said, so do you know that hippo? No, I haven't seen that. Boom! Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Stephen! <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's insane, isn't it?
0: <laughs> oh, I think so. No, I, I, I must admit, I'm on the fence on this one. I don't like to see any animals killed, mm-hmm. um, especially sort of any animals which I don't think they're enga- endangered in uh, Africa. But um, no. if they are going to kill them, maybe we can just make a massive amount of money off doing it with you know like these what's his the name? Of your big, game hunters, I yeah, like. big game hunters. Yeah, big game hunters. Why not fly
1: him home? Can't they just fly them home?
0: Um, I, I don't know how I'm much. Imagine if the hippos got loose on one plane.
1: <laughs> like snakes on a plane. You get Samuel L. Jackson in for a sequel. Hippos on a plane. <laughs> There's motherfucking hippos on this plane, man. <laughs>
0: It's not just like um, exotic sort of people like rappers and drug dealers out in sort of like, um, uh, like in the Americas and stuff that can sort of be accused of massive excesses. We could still do it in the UK, you know. We can hold our own against all these people. You know that, don't you?
1: Ooh, bet. I don't really think of the yeah. excess of England, but I bet there is out there.
0: Well, how about this one then? This is uh, from Adam Miller for the Metro, and it's... Richard Bacon denies snorting cocaine off a blue Peter tortoise oh. in 1988.
1: Oh. <laughs> 1990. <laughs> he were a scally. I did quite like I've got a soft spot for Richard Bacon. No, I've got a soft spot because he was an absolute wild beast on it. <laughs>
0: well, the thing, the thing I've always liked about Richard Bacon is I find him a very funny person. Yeah. I love the fact that some people hate him. I love that. Yeah. It's you know, yeah. just like you know, and that's his kind of. Thing that's his, he, and every time he's sort of like gone on, he, he's done things, and he you can see he's coming back, and he's having a bit more success, and he's getting a bit more accepted. Then he says something, right? <laughs> <laughs> and then he says, and he doesn't appear on a radio show again for sort of like months. And you think, oh, he's done it again. You know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's a bit of an enfant terrible of these kind of of, of blue Peter, really. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so this is the story. So it says. Um, but Richard Bacon has poked fun at his notorious Blue Peter sacking in 1998 when he admitted to taking cocaine during a 12-hour drinking binge. Right? <laughs> wow! <laughs> <laughs> so, a week after Blue Peter's wholesome 40th anniversary celebrations, the then kids TV presenter was immediately dropped from Blue Peter before going on to host Channel 4's The Big Breakfast. But more than 20 years later, Richard joins Jimmy Carr and Judy Love on this episode of Unforgivable, which is a new show that's started, hosted by Mel Gidroich and Lou Sanders. And while the scandal was front page news in 1998, Judy was none the wiser, right? As Richard recalled the incident. <laughs> "'I got fired for punctuality, because if you take a lot of coke, you're always late,' he <laughs> joked." <laughs> <laughs> Before Mel recalled a famous urban legend which did the rounds on Twitter a few years ago from someone who claimed Richard snorted the A-class drug off of one of the Blue (laughs) Peter tortoises, right? (laughs) (laughs) And Mel teased. She said, do you remember Fred and Frieda, the tortoises? Big white lines. (laughs) (laughs) Visibly taken aback, Judy gasped before Richard shut down all the speculation that he used actual tortoises as a prop to (laughs) snort coke from. He says, I didn't give any tortoises coke, he stressed, (laughs) so I got fired for taking drugs. But they've always said, like, people have always stuck up for him and said he's a a great talent. I think he's always been kept on the books because he's a great talent. I think because
1: everybody was sort of, like, taking drugs as well. But what do you think?
0: Do you think he did it? Because he said there,
1: I didn't give any tortoises Exactly. To me, it makes total sense that he was snorting like hell on them tortoises. I reckon, you know, instead of moving your head to do the line, you just got the little tortoise moving, haven't you? So you just kind like of go and just hoover it up, and then the next tortoise comes. He just going to got him in a parade of them. It's just that he's decadence, and they're all walking on hookers. <laughs> you know
0: what I mean? Sex workers,
1: mate. Oh, sex sorry, workers. yeah, but it doesn't work. Funny, you I, mean, I ain't got no against sex workers, you know. What
0: I mean, <laughs> oh man, I think that, I, I think it's all true. I think that's what is true. Now we know what's happened. He's had lines of lines of tortoises with lines of coke <laughs> on the back. Just like a little slow, leathery conveyor <laughs> going under his snoots as, as he hoovers them up When it's surrounded
1: by like blue Peter kids and stuff come on, Gary <laughs> come on, Richard Bacon, you're the best I'm late, I'm lucky late very old Tarsies the when we the, road up and the, furling, and
2: the berry fields of land up with our kinfolk, all the world around, when the gang of birds both check the road, and yellow's on the broom, when yellow's on the broom, when yellow's on the bridge and I'll get you on the broom when yellow's on the broom.
0: So let's move on from decadence right, but let's keep on the subject of
1: shells. <laughs> I think that could, that right. well done with that one mate wow <laughs> <laughs> it's not just chugged together in this kid you know
0: well, there's no coke on these ones I
1: hope as well that'd be a bit weird wouldn't it You know. I don't know yet what shells are there
0: <laughs> so this is from BBC uh, science correspondent Jonathan Amos and it's ancient hunter gatherer seashell resonates after Seventeen thousand years. That's how old
1: the she- how old the shell is, right? And there's no one left in it. I take it the founder shell.
0: Well, they sort of scooped out like a little bit of sort of like rotting old slug or whatever it is that lived in there. <laughs> 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 right. So archaeologists have managed to get near perfect notes out of a musical instrument that's more than seventeen thousand years old. They've played it, right? And it's a conch shell that was found in a hunter-gatherer cave in southern France. The artifact is the oldest known wind instrument of its type, and to date, only bone flutes can claim a deeper heritage. So its its it signif- significance lies in the dot-like markings inside the shell. Now you've got a you've got a picture of it there. You can have we'll a it. Right. Open and up my file. It's quite hard to see, but actually, sort of on the on the back side of the thing, it's been it's been worked. In, in,
1: oh,
0: yeah. Yeah, so ah. so what it is, right? So there's little dot-like markings, and what they think they've done is whoever's got the shell, they've sort of like uh, carved it a little bit and moved it in, and then blown it, and they thought, oh, the sound's not quite right, and then tweaked it. They've actually sort of tuned oh. this shell to get a decent sound out of it, you know.
1: Oh, wow, yeah.
0: Now, the question is, would you like to hear this, what it sounds like? Oh, I'd love to. Right here we go. I'm gonna It's to try a great it, sound. I've
1: seen it in movies but you never know what's real in movies, do
0: you? No you don't do you. <laughs> What do you think of that? Well,
1: then? It's a bit shit, isn't it, really? <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a depressed bee. <laughs> 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 I was expecting big things from that, kid. A bit sad. Well, well I, it made me feel a bit
0: down. I think the issue that I think they've got the issue they've got with this particular this particular thing. The issue you have is I suppose they can't really blow it as hard as the one. Ah, yeah, just blows (laughs) it by. (laughs) (laughs) Is it seventeen thousand years (laughs) old instrument? Yeah, you've just fucked that, Doris. Look (laughs) what you've done now.
1: (laughs) I'm sorry.
0: (laughs) So I think they've had to go. I think they've had to go easy on the old. Yeah, yeah. But at the same time, think think of the romance of it, though. Think of the idea that you know, seventeen thousand years ago, across the French plains, there, there have to maybe things like there might even be mammoth left still, or some sort of big, big. Kind of thing they're hunting or buffalo and they're, they're calling each other to come and sort like sort shit out and it's like
2: ah uh, oh,
1: my drive is calling <laughs> and off we I'll go. Tell you what, you I'll know? give it a good wash before I blade it all the monkey men mouths all over it and stuff <laughs> and I've had oh, it in dishwashing. Be... <laughs> what what are you having to go at the French? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go on then. <laughs> yeah, I will say, you know.
0: But the, the shell is actually massive. It's over uh-huh. a foot long, right? Whoa. Yeah, and 18 centimetres at its widest. It's a big old lad. Wow. And it, and it was once home to a living organism, of course. Uh, and it was likely a species of cold-water uh, Atlantic sea snail called Chardonia lampus. Mmm. Yeah, Can you so eat think, them? Are taste your oh yeah, you'll be you'll eat those, I'll be fine, you know. Yeah, yeah. But it's like in the 1930s, an excavator at Messoulis first looked at the shell, right, so they dug it up on a, on a special site there, you know, and thought it was nothing more than a ceremonial drinking cup. Mm-hmm. But then uh, uh, analysis by a team led by the French National Centre for Scientific Research had turned that interpretation on its head. Now, if you think of it, they were thinking of it as a drinking vessel, but of course these telltale set, uh, holes that have been drilled in it, yeah. so you fill that full of sort of mead, it's just all going to piss out, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. So that's it. So what they're saying is the notes that they're getting out of it is a C, a C-sharp, and a D. They're the t- three notes that you kind of heard there. So they yeah. are quite close together, but the intensity produced by this was amazing and it's approximately 100 decibels at one metre distance. Wow. So if you're right next to it, it's like having a stereo on at (laughs) 11,
1: you know what I mean? (laughs) God.
0: So this is what I think is pretty amazing, I think these people are sort of like... um, more advanced than we know. Yeah, you know? Yeah, that's yeah. the thing that sort of that that's time and to time again, this is what we're looking at. You know, we're looking at sort of like people being more much more advanced and, you know, yeah. doing a lot more you know, they're not just cavemen clacking a couple of rocks together, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah.
1: And if you look at we've had phones for like, you know, the telephone hundred and twenty years or something, hundred and forty year, fifty year, mm. something like that, the telephone. Yeah. well this is it, you know. It's and set. they were using that for like, God, thousands and thousands of years, probably to, you know, time for tea, little Billy. <laughs> 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 I think that's probably what,
0: what's going on. Exactly what's going on there? I think yeah. it's time for tea, coming a little Billy, in you, in you come something. It's just a big old dinner bell. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Waar ik zo naar wil komen Daar waar geen pleeg kan moeten
0: Well, I, I get the feeling you were distinctly underwhelmed by that particular horn, were
1: <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> the size of it were good, though. You know what I mean? Just, I thought it would be like this grand noise, but yeah. Sauce. Yeah, well, do you what? I, I, I
0: can come back with that. I can always come back with something extra, you know? Mm-hmm. So this is a story from ancient origins. This is Liz Lee Floor, who wrote this one, and it says, Aztec death whistles sound like human screams and may have been used as a psychological warfare.
1: Oh man, I've heard right. these, and they're fucking disgusting. Have <laughs> you heard that? <laughs> I've heard yeah. Them, yeah, they're absolutely <laughs> terrifying. Out the. Um, yeah. It's a long time ago. It's he's it out of a bone. It's out of something interesting. The mecca out of, isn't it? What innit? it whats it? Yeah, well, let's have a little look. So it's so when
0: odd skull-shaped grave items were found by archaeologists decades ago at an Aztec temple in Mexico, they were assumed to be mere toys or ornaments and were catalogued and stored in warehouses. However, years later, experts discovered they were creepy death whistles that made piercing noises resembling a human scream, which the ancient Aztecs may have used during ceremonies, sacrifices, or during battles to strike fear into their enemies. Now, two skull-shaped hollow whistles were found 20 years ago at the temple of the Wind God, Hectal, in the hands of a sacrificed male skeleton. And when the whistles were finally blown, the sound created were described as terrifying. The whistle makes the sound of humans howling in pain, spooky gusts of whistling wind, or the scream of a
1: thousand corpses just fucking oh, mad it's isn't it dark in it with them bloody pyramids All gushing blood down yeah, them, and the, the Drums zyguracks. and screaming yeah. Jesus Just
0: mad isn't it So the question is now do you think you're ready To listen to the sound
1: Of an Aztec death whistle oh. The stuff I've got Bring it think? on after the, after I've took piss with that <laughs> big shell I think I deserve <laughs> it
0: <laughs> Here we go Let's have a listen
2: Hey everyone, this is Z. am here with First Nations Music. I have something really special for you guys today. These are death whistles, and they are haunting. They're super creepy, super loud, and we have a couple of different ones just to try out for you today. As you can see, super high pitch. It changes if you cup your hands. And we have a couple different sizes to try out for you too. The size isn't everything. Pretty awesome. just ah!
1: both very potent chilling
0: <laughs> both very potent and chilling
1: God, <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> disturbing isn't it Wow-zies. it's like straight in at that pitch of pure pain or terror In it there's no like, warming up to it, or <laughs> is it? <It's> suddenly <laughs> like you're there <laughs> oh it's, god can you,
0: imagine, can you imagine loads of play, people playing them Imagine oh. you up against an army, and they're like three thousand people blowing them things.
1: Oh, gee, your arse is gonna fall out in it, man. It really is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still imagining temple. You know, it's like the, an, you know, some kind of um, what's when sun goes in front of, not moon goes in. Front of, uh, Fucking Oh, hell. like, it, like it, uh, I see what you mean. So if you're going to have a, a,
0: an eclipse or something yeah, like that. Yeah, some eclipse you know. is
1: going on and some big party they're having, some big death party they're going have. Yeah. And they're all blowing them and you're at top of the pyramid like, oh, what? Why is it me? Why is it always me? <laughs> Why is it always little old me? <laughs> 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 Your legs wobbling and that. Oh, no. You mean, obviously it's just... It's sickening, isn't it? it? Really, is a disturbing it? <laughs> time in history. And it's not that long ago, is it? When they were doing all that, you know, you no, like, no, no. So, you know, like it, Egyptian times. It's like a few hundred years, isn't it? Really, you know. I mean? Yeah,
0: that's right. You know, it, it's. I I find it utterly terrifying. I find it a very. It sounds a bit tight. This, but that particular era, because there's so much blood sacrifice, I find it an incredibly comfort yeah. comfortless place, and definitely sinister. You, you don't look at the Aztecs and think, and the Mayans, and think, oh, they're just amazing. What lovely. And no, they just seem to be killing each other uh, and themselves and everyone that can get a hold of it, it's just all around sacrifice, blood and yeah, yeah. war.
1: I don't find it die. just terrifying. Conquering the conquistadors come they're like yeah. Jesus. Look at it. Let's kill everybody. <laughs> it's like, wait a minute, <laughs> they were doing pretty well on their own. I know. Lad, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. just come another five years, and the man should stop everyone, wouldn't they? <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> but that's another part of spoils, isn't it? It's just blood and death and gold yeah. and every. You know what I mean? It's just wow. It's, it's just everything that's bad. it world. Well, I know. You know that's
0: it. They need to right. they need to start, start working. The one thing I did like is is the uh, the big monkey. Like you know, the big monkey patterns in the desert and stuff like that. You know, is it the uh, yeah. n- the Nazca lines? I find that really interesting. But the, ch- mm. I mean, the chances are they're trying to tempt down some sort of weird celestial god will come down and just feast on the blood of all the children or something.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's gonna be that. Yeah, it will like carved into ground by children's teeth or something. Yeah, that's like. it. Something really, really <laughs> off putting. You know.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but you know, it's, I think it's it's these strange civilizations, and again, sort of similar to the Easter Island people and things like this, civilizations which sadly kind of almost burn themselves out through sort of like mm. too much religious sort of like fascination really, you know.
1: But if you look at us you know, we had that with uh, pagans but you know, the wicker man type of sacrifices, it might work, that's the thing that's really disturbing yeah. it might actually help your crops you know, it might, you know, I don't think go into it needlessly doing it it might not be just coincidence, it might fucking work. Well I mean
0: like I say, then maybe that's what we need to sort of like uh, get rid of climate change then, that's what we need is just sort of sacrifice <laughs> a few of our
1: politicians you
0: know, yeah. get Bojo up burn there burn
1: Boris, you know for bonfire night I wanted to start a campaign last year to <laughs> burn Boris. Instead of what, going outside and clap
0: for Boris, Is will go outside yeah, yeah. and sort of like uh, petrol bomb Boris
1: <laughs> No, just get him on top of a massive bonfire you know, like do it like New Year's Eve you know what I mean, we all clap and cheer and stuff I i tell you something,
0: just a quick Google search and you'll find Boris on a bonfire. I can get you guarantee you that, you
1: know what I mean? Yeah, it will be, yeah, yeah, I bet last year real popular.
0: He does look like a real looks like a scruffy old guy, don't he? You know what I mean? An old scarecrow that like you love on there, so <laughs> those civilizations pretty terrifying, weren't they? You know what I mean? Mm. Very strange and stuff. Those those times that we don't really know about, you know. So th- I'd say that was roughly around, like you say, a few hundred years ago, wasn't it? That was occurring. Yeah. And even just a little bit before that, uh, there was the travels of Marco Polo.
1: Yeah, fascinating bloke.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Do you, have you, do you know much about him or anything like that?
1: I know he went to like one of the first um, Westerners to. Kind of go to you know China and the East and like yeah. make a bit of a success out of himself and learn, get a bit of trust and learn quite a lot. Yeah. Of them. And then he got back to wherever he came from, like uh, Europe, and they didn't believe he went there or something. Yeah, it's that's right, here. you know. But um,
0: this is a section from his uh, from his book, right? Which is the Travels of Marco Polo. Uh, and this was his travels took place between twelve seventy one and twelve ninety eight, so wow. a good, good long time ago, yeah. you know. So. So Marco Polo was a trader and explorer who spent over 20 years travelling through Asia, Persia, China and Indonesia and it was his journey which ultimately inspired other men like Christopher Columbus to travel the world. So here's a little section of his book. So he says Leaving the city of Yarchi and travelling 10 days in a westerly direction you reach the province of Karazan, which is also the name of the chief city. Here are seen Huge serpents, 10 paces in length, which is about 30 feet, and 10 spans, which is about eight feet, girth of the body. Out of the foreparts near the head, they have two short legs having three claws like those of a tiger, with eyes larger than a fourpenny loaf, and very glaring. The jaws are wide enough to swallow a man. The teeth are large and sharp, and their whole appearance is formidable, that neither man nor any kind of animal can approach them without terror. Others are met with a smaller size, being eight, six, or five paces long, and the following method is used for taking them. In the daytime, by reasons of great heat, they lurk in caverns from whence at night they issue to seek their food, and whatever beast they might meet with and can lay hold of, whether it be tiger, wolf, or any other, they devour it. Then he goes on for like a little method of which way they catch him with iron spikes and stuff like this. Oh God. And the reality is... The, what, the reason why they're catching these monsters sort of thing, they're after the gallbladder of these these monsters So, which is a, a highly esteemed in medicine, and in cases of the bite of a mad dog so they reckon it's, it's a, a cure for if you dissolve it in wine it's a cure for rabies That's right. you know so there's loads of little medicinal things that you use this for, right now what animal does that sound like to you that he's described
1: just with the <laughs> length of it and the Little little legs with claws on them, say like crocodile or alligator type of thing.
0: Well, his description in reality, is actually think it might have been a dinosaur.
1: Oh wow!
0: The wrecking oh, wow. he's actually seeing now. You think of a, a, a Tyrannosaurus Rex?
1: Yeah, with little damn. <phone rings> yeah. Oh, sorry. sorry. <laughs> 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 Can't pull <laughs> uh, I can't think of a good word for it. With little, um, well, I've got it. With little stunted arms, you know what I mean. Yeah. With little T-Rex. God, yeah. What, that's, and, that's and plus crocodiles do like hiding caves, dithering stuff like that. God, yeah, that's fascinating.
0: Yeah, this is the thing. So the thinking, the thinking he might have been describing really what could be dinosaurs that you see. Now, whether he did or not, obviously, is another thing, because as you quite rightly said earlier, they, d- they don't even know if actually Marco Polo sort of did the journeys he claims he did. They know he travelled, yeah. but I don't think they know to so, so what extent he sort of went to where he was, because there's no witnesses to it, a- apart from the fact that there is some records in China of a Westerner arriving, actually living with like a Chinese emperor for a lot a lo- good while, yeah. and I think that was Marco Polo, I think he, he did do a little bit of something. So... But the question is did he see these things did he sort of or as you quite rightly say was he just describing a massive great alligator or a crocodile of some sort
1: god I tell you what i won't be surprised though that long ago you know to say that, i would say when you, he was doing proper exploring money on earth you know somewhere when you know you're changing that no other man seen isn't you know uh, you're swapping sides of the world in it literally yeah so yeah could yeah be anything in those jungles that have not been like touched have they, for so long it's like Land of the
0: Lost. Well, that's exactly what it's like. It's like Land of the Lost. It's just it's just high strangeness, indeed. And to describe an animal so fantastical like that, and in such detail as well, yeah. I think it's highly unusual. I think it's a very, very odd thing. You know, you just think, oh, you know, maybe he's up to something. Maybe he did see something, yeah. or maybe he's just got an amazing imagination. Who knows? You know, well,
1: see, he just did a black addy. You know, they just get on <laughs> board and they don't actually go anywhere. Just, just, just driving, f- piss pace, around and around the Isle of Wight, drinking your own piss. Yeah brilliant <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <Really laughs> episode <laughs> Marco hello <laughs> golden great storm
2: I never will play the wild over no more and it's no nay never no nay never no more will I play the wild roll no never
0: You know I think we're going to stick around with dinosaurs now. That's mm. what we're going to do. We're not going to move on from those. So this is a, this is a great little story I found from the Associated Press. So it says, uh, Climate change delayed migration of plant-eating dinosaurs by millions of years. So what they say is, plant-eating dinosaurs probably arrived in the Northern Hemisphere millions of years after their meat-eating cousins. A delay probably caused by climate change, a new study has found. So a new way of calculating the dates of dinosaur fossils found in Greenland showed that the plant eaters, called sauropodomorphs, were about 215 million years old instead of as much as 228 million years old as previously thought, according to a study in Monday's Proceedings of the National Academy of Sciences. And that's changed how, sort of, people think about dinosaur migration. And when I say migration, it is literally, you know, like we, sort of, crossed the land bridge into Europe and it took thousands and thousands of years for us to actually move through places like Spain and France and stuff like that, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, the earliest dinosaurs all seemed to first develop in what's now South America, about 230 million years ago. And they all wandered north and all over the globe so the new study suggests not all dinosaurs could migrate at the same time so far scientists haven't found any example of the earliest plant eating dinosaur family in the northern hemisphere that's more than 215 million years old okay mm-hmm. so one of the uh, best examples of these was the platyosaurus a two-legged 23 foot vegetarian that weighed 4,000 kilograms so that's a whopper, big fat whopper of a lad right and it stands up on two feet does this, that's the sort of creature it is, it's a platyosaurus, mm-hmm. it's not like your sauropods where they're on four legs mm-hmm. so the plant eaters were late comers to the northern hemisphere uh, lead author Dennis Kent says uh, but he wonders what took them so long and they said Kent figured out what probably happened by looking at the atmosphere and climate at the time So during the Triassic era 230 million years ago, carbon dioxide levels were ten times higher than they are now. And it was a hotter world with no ice sheets at the poles and two bands of extreme deserts north and south of the equator. And it was so dry in these regions that there were not enough plants for the sauropodomorphs to survive the journey. But there were enough insects that meat-eaters could, Kent said, right? No, I'm thinking about all this, right, and it's like you, you're looking at all this stuff, so they're saying you've got your big meat eaters were up there in the north and sort of stamping around and getting by and everything, you know, but the vegetarians weren't sort of doing so well sort of in the in the south. They were thinking, oh, well, stay down here. We know where our plants and our stuff are, you know. Mm. What's T-Rex eating? All the equivalent of at the time, you know, the giants sort of, are, they all, are, are all these dinosaurs just eating each other because you're not going to tell me these yeah. carnivores are just tucking into insects
1: well, exactly. that's what world you kind of painted there or they're painting you know like there's no vegetation they're just like m- meat eaters eating meat eaters that's it. <laughs> but like, they say they're not just like attacking a fucking ant nest are they? no you know I mean <laughs> I think I... unless the ants were massive <laughs> 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 like,
0: yeah. like them the movie them yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> but you know I,
0: I think this is maybe even that's part of the claim maybe that's the case but and I still does I, I suppose the theory is here that there's a little animal scurry around some sort of little carnivore elite like Sort of like uh, I don't know in insects and stuff sort of ants and bloody beetles and stuff, right? Then something a bit bigger than them will eat them. Uh, so you just yeah. have this little sort of like knock-on effect of loads and loads of little carnivores getting bigger and bigger and bigger until eventually sort of like the, there's one carnivore the size of a cow getting eaten by a carnivore the size of an elephant. But yeah.
1: I, I'm not buying that. It don't add up, does it? I mean, I've got a very stupid Benny question to ask okay, no. <laughs> So, like, normal meat eaters in the... Let's say a hyena, yeah. right, you know, that likes its meat. Does it have a little bit of a veg on the burger, you know what I mean? Does he? Oh, he just eat You No, meat? that's not a
0: stupid question at all. There'd be a good chance that certain creatures will be sort of like... I mean, it's like, say, you go walking out with your little pooch and stuff, you know, and they tend to eat a little bit of grass, they'll have a little bit of nibble on things yeah. like that. And even then, if they're a bit hungry, there's a good chance they might even just, like, gnaw on bits of bark or bits of wood, like a dog does as well. Mm. Those creatures... Do sort of tend to just sort of like nibble and know at certain little things and you sort of yeah, think yeah
1: I, they've got it in this sense yeah so yeah. I
0: think they probably do it's like I'm not sure to what extent other creatures are so sort of, obviously you've got like your, your brown bear your black bear total omnivores you know um, obviously you're probably talking with carnivores they'll be sort of like getting sort of 99% of the food will be meat. but I'm sure yeah. what they'll be doing once in a while they'll be sort of licking because there's things like salt licks they might not get all the vitamins in particular need so some t- yeah. some creatures find things called salt lakes, and which is basically just like a little piece of rock somewhere. And they'll be slurping on that to get the salts, yeah. and even yeah. then they'll be they'll be probably picking at little things and just sort of like finding a little bit of grass well, or something. I'll
1: have an apple or something. Yeah, like, you'd chuck so like like him an apple. <laughs> you know. Climb a tree, and get an apple. <laughs>
0: well, do you know what do you know? What uh, Lions particularly love. Is they like a Christmas tree? Did you know this? Hey, do they? Yeah, lions love Christmas trees. But do they get them over there? No. What it is, if it, you can donate your Christmas tree to zoos and wildlife parks. <laughs> and that's <laughs> what they do they chuck them in enclosure with lions and that. the lions absolutely love them they chew them gnaw them up they, love, they seem to love the sort of spiky nature, sort of kind of always itch up on them and things like this wow the and sappiness of them yeah. yeah it's something about the sappiness wow. of a Christmas tree that a lion absolutely loves oh that's adorable so, isn't it <laughs> it is not it you know but, but it could be the case you see you have things like there's certain plant very sort of like potent prickly sort of like um, yeah, there's a creosote bush out there, which is, that's a very pungent sort of smelling plant. So maybe that's it's the equivalent. Maybe they like the smell of something a bit pungent, that's a bit prickly, that can rub and scratch themselves up on a bit, you know, so that maybe yeah. that's that's the sort of thing they like. But um, I, I personally think for myself there, you know, can you imagine if there were just lions in Africa? Nothing else, just lions. Yeah. What, what would lions be eating? Yeah. They'd have to eat lions, wouldn't they? I, yeah. It just doesn't work. So I think this piece of... Uh, uh, study i think he's flawed i mean the yeah. oh we, we can't find any the absence of evidence doesn't mean the evidence of absence, yeah, if you yeah. see what I mean. You know no, what I mean? Totally I think we're wrong. You
1: know what I mean? We, we, we're so cocksure of the answers when you see it yourself, but you just think, come yeah. on, just because you haven't found it. <laughs> it's yeah, d-
0: it doesn't make sense to me that. I, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm saying that's, uh, that's hogwash, is yeah. that? I think they've got it wrong. I think there's something there that these creatures will have been eating that will have been sort of. Because wherever there's any kind of foliage, it might not be trees, yeah. it might be some sort of weird tundra plant. That you, and if there's plants there to be eaten, there's things there to eat and That's yeah. how it works.
1: Just full of Christmas trees.
0: course dinosaurs are well known for dying out aren't they that's, that's their sort of like um, their rock and roll ending wasn't it yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not just dinosaurs that sort of like uh, tend to die out it's, that's us as well we're, we're
1: pretty good at dying us aren't we yeah that's, I think that's we what, all get know. there eventually <laughs> yeah
0: and we're quite good now but we weren't anywhere near as good as we were in the year 1632 in London that was a
1: good year for dying, was that? You know, <laughs> was it some black plague or something? What were it? That rings a bell. does that, that number? <laughs> well,
0: it was a bit before um, a black death kind of thing. You know, a bubonic plague. It was mm. just a bit before this. This because this is from uh, this is an account which was made up in. Uh, it's called the Diseases and Casualties of London in 1632. Now this is a full list of all these odd things that people kind of might have might have died of. God. and it's absolutely terrifying <laughs> I bet he was proper mangy and mucky
1: in it back yeah. then man.
0: <laughs> so these uh, I mean to start with in, in of that year so 628 people died of just being old you know yeah, Di- yeah. died of old age you know what I mean fair play one person was frightened to death
2: <laughs> the,
0: no other description <laughs> he was just frightened to death you know <laughs> one from. per yeah one person was bitten by a mad dog Oof. but 17 people died of migraine.
1: Oh! Because, oh. you know, when you get an edit now and again. I very rarely get them, and then I think, Jesus, what's a migraine like? I just can't imagine it. I'll jump off a building or something.
0: Yeah, oh, it's horrible I mean, the bad one here is the amount of people deaths of chrissoms and infants, right? So, baby, ba- you know, babes in arms that just didn't survive. Mm. 2,268 kids.
1: Jesus to say there's only a few dying of old age that's a mental number of birth in it, it don't out you know, it's outweighing yeah Frikey. it's just madness in it
0: an interesting one here though cancer and wolf,
1: Ooh, wolf. 10
0: people doubt died of cancer and wolf
1: well why are they linking now, them together
0: well this is what was interesting what it is is wolf is actually is cancer or a tumour. Right. It's called as such because it's a sort of illness that can hide within you uh-huh. and just kind of kill you almost like a sly killer. Right. And yeah. that's what it was known as the wolf or wolf, You know. Jesus. It's pretty terrifying, isn't it though. Mm. You know, you don't want to die of that sort of thing. You know, it's ooh. and um, six people, well five people, were died of cut of the stone. Now do you know what that might be?
1: Cult of the story, i say banging your head on a cobble <laughs> Yeah,
0: well that's a pretty good one is that, you know, but it's, it's actually all it was was people trying to operate on you to remove something like a gallstone or something like that you know, uh, or your gallbladder So any kind of little operation, nah, five people died of that mate, you're dead I mean, here's one, dead in the street and starved Six people <sighs> Oh wow! Just dead in the street and died just like that,
1: you know. Starved oh, as well, awful. though. A little starved, Christ.
0: Mm. On the flip side of that, though, four people died of gout. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so that's the that's the other sort of like uh, that's another side of things. Uh, Eighteen people were executed and pressed to death.
1: Oh, pressing's gross. It yeah. is, isn't it? <laughs> <It's> <laughs> even just... watching it, they used to go watch it. Oh. Yeah, that'd be, oh, that'd, be good, that'd be great,
0: that. You know, We've got have a bit of a watch of that, you know. Oh, noises alone. <laughs> yeah, and perhaps even linked to that, 11 people died of grief. Oh. There's one, 8 people died of jaw foam, right? Do you know what, what jaw foam might be? Right. say the
1: second was jaw what
0: fall it's spelled f-a-l-n fall jaw
1: fall oh what's that when you you you're like you're not getting enough vitamins and you look like some weird thing with your jaw don't you go on Luke.
0: well this is, this is the think it might be tetanus right because you, cause you get locked jaw your jaws lock open yeah, yeah. and it's and it's the thing. You just jaw fallen that's what they call. you know oh. jaw fallen oh. but uh, 46 people died of Killed by several accidents. <laughs>
1: <Right>? <laughs> <laughs> so, These well, are good ones.
0: Yeah, I mean, is that so? Is that one cause of death, that is is just evolved? Sort of, oh, oh yeah, well, they actually got sort of, shot, stabbed, fell off a building, got run over by a cart, kind of thing. Yeah. You know? Um, five people were lunatique. Oh. Um, Died of it. Though. 15, peop-
1: yeah. F- fifteen
0: people. Yeah, fifteen people. I like this one. Made away themselves. Aww. So that would be these suicides, weren't it? Made, Made away. away themselves. I quite, I quite... Yeah, I quite... Uh, only seven people murdered, though. That's surprising. Compared eight, yeah. Compared to sort of like 80 people who died of measles. <laughs> <right>? <laughs> <laughs> but 13 people... Oh, 13 people died of a thing called Planet. Now, do you know what that might be?
1: Planet. Right, so I don't think it's all yeah. coming down on top of your head from the sky's planet yeah, Yeah. No, don't. Crikey, I can't guess it.
0: Well, this is a, this is a really weird one, is this. Um, the thing the think is that the positions of the planets in the sky can have a direct influence on certain people. So, for example, if the stars align the wrong way for you, it strikes you down. It's the power of the planet gives you, like, stroke and they think oh. that's what it is. They thought strokes and things were dying of the planet. The planets wow. have killed you.
1: it's just your year you were born in, the month, the time, and then Mars is all wrong and that's it. God, yeah. <laughs> it's a bit it. terrifying, isn't it?
0: It is, not it its not it? I think it's absolutely sort of like... I mean, there's a bad one for you, scurvy and itch, itchiness. Nine <laughs> people died of itchy. You know?
1: Oh, itching to death. <laughs> oh, yeah. Up. Itching to death. <laughs> and it's like...
0: One person died of piles. Oh!
1: oh, oh fucking hell! Oh, 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 <laughs> how do you die of it? You can't put, oh no! Oof.
0: 470 people died. Just of this, just called, it just says teeth. Teeth? Teeth. Oh, no. So your teeth have gone all fucking manky and rotten and fallen out of your head and turned all septic and died of that. Can you imagine oh. the pain? Of all those. Oh no,
1: I can't. You have to pull them all out yourself. Yeah. Don't have a bad night of it. Yeah, and that's one of the big hits, isn't it? There, you yeah. know, it's like. It? I think the kindest on the list, though, I've listened to all those.
0: Is sixty-two people died suddenly. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and be grateful for it and
0: about out of all those that's the one I think I'll take out of it all thank you very yeah, much <laughs> yeah
1: yeah right suddenly I want to see it coming in a way though but I don't fancy it teething Jesus you want to see it coming dear? yeah I want a bit of time to prepare you know what I mean I don't want to be just like gone you know what I mean yeah. <laughs> that would be like such a waste for that <laughs>
0: do you know what I always think about that is John Peel you know the DJ John Peel Oh, yeah. I, he was on room 101 and he, he had he, he had an absolute fear he, he didn't like tying his shoes right <laughs> and the reason was he said he says, I, and this is on the interview It says uh, I have this awful fear that I'll bend down sort of one time and you'll sort of almost like hear a little snapping in his head
1: yeah
0: and there'll be like a little trickle of blood come out of his nose and he'll just kind of fall over sideways dead right yeah. that's what happened to him
1: I've got some self-proclaiming prophecy, man. You got to watch out for that shit. That's Can't it, get you that know. in. Stuck, stick that in, your head You're gonna fucking meet it, mate. No. Yeah. You, yeah.
0: So you got to, got to swerve uh. stuff like that, don't you? you know I mean, imagine it's
1: horror for him as well. Oh no! It's <laughs> finally come.
0: When, when he oh. maybe, maybe when he notices sort of like undone shoelace, he's just looking down and think, well, well, I'll, I'll just risk it this once. So <laughs>
1: <laughs> <Badum. laughs> <laughs> he hasn't done it for twenty years. Been walking down with shoelaces flapping about. He's like. You know what? It's, it's all right. Yeah. <laughs> last words. Last words were: should have bought slip-ons. Yeah. <laughs> Easy,
0: done not <isn't> it? <laughs> So we've spent a bit of time in the past there, haven't we? You know, we've been meandering around all over the world, into England, into South America, we've been up into the dinosaur areas, we've been all over the shop. It's like being on
1: holiday, it's been lovely.
0: (laughs) 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 But now what we're going to do, we're going to like to take it straight back into the, I think that it's the follies of modern times, that's Mm. what I'm going to take us to, you know what I mean? And I think this is is something I think a lot of people agree with, Mm -hmm. the idea of, like, I'm not a big fan of these things like, you know, these... um, it's like a baby shower thing, but you know when they do the gender reveal, yeah, all that sort of nonsense. Yeah
1: no no I hate all that. And they're
0: falling yeah. into this sort of like trap, aren't they? They're just creating yet another event to sort of yeah. spend money on. Which is what people are all after. They're just looking after events to spend money on, right?
1: Yeah, spend money on and keep the, you know, they've got something to look forward to, haven't they? They're just so dumb in a way, They need some commercial to get the teeth into just to occupy the brains. Yeah, it's completely. like needless. Well,
0: what you have to remember as well is this, um, as well, this, this story, it's going to be going on. Uh, this, was, this took part, did this, this sort of little event uh, during the middle of the global pandemic, you know. So this is February the 6th, this has happened, so it's very recent, right? Yeah. So a man was killed at a baby shower in Michigan after a celebratory cannon exploded. And this is for CNN News by Amanda Watts and Scotty Andrew, right? And it happened in Gaines Township, Michigan. So Evan Thomas Silver died Saturday after he was struck by shrapnel from the cannon, which was fired to celebrate the baby's pending arrival, Michigan police uh, said in a statement. When the cannon was fired by the homeowner, police said, the cannon blew up, spraying metal shrapnel across the yard that struck silver, three vehicles and the garage of the home in the Gaines Township, right?
1: God, it's lucky more people. Metal, what can you use a proper cannon?
0: Well, what it was, it's it says the well it says here, the party thought they'd built a clever gender reveal device, but it turned into a deadly pipe bomb really because Silver was standing about 10 to 15 feet away from the cannon and was the only person hit by the shrapnel. So it's yeah. suspected that the gunpowder loaded into it fractured the device, right? So what this thing was, it was a, a signal cannon. You can get like a little mini cannon sort of thing and that pull a string and it goes boom kind of thing.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: And it's a bit of a novelty I- item, right? And the homeowner had purchased the cannon at an auction and had fired it several times before, police said. So... The idea that this smug git, right, has thought to himself, oh, I know, my baby's so important, and I'm going to gender-reveal it, because, like, everybody gives a shit, really, what yeah, you're, you know... Yeah. It, rather, I mean, let's face it, there's very few surprises anymore, isn't there? You know what I mean? So, yeah. lovely little surprise, find out if you've got a boy or a girl after, you know, but no, this guy winds up a massive cannon, right, ready to fire it off to sort of give this party a bit more pep. A party-taking part in the middle of the pandemic, like I said. Pulls the string, boom, blows up. Now can you imagine everyone? because everyone looked around work and thought, oh that's a uh, bit bit weird. Oh that oh that one nasty. Next thing you know, you've got this guy, Evan Thomas Silver, laid out full of shrapnel. Oh my
1: <sighs> god. Sounding like one of them fucking Aztec death whistles, you know what I mean? It's <laughs> like, you're like proper alt cake and alt cakes out of that, oh, from like getting see? ready and he's like,
2: ah!
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> oh. fucking dying. You're like, you well done, father. You know what I mean? You straight, sh- straight, you know what I mean, fatherless I child.
0: Well, even now, when a kid comes along, now they're all going to be like sort of looking side eye at each other, going, Oh, yeah. Remember uh, Evan? Yeah, that were a bit nasty, wasn't it? We shan't find that cannon off next to him. Yeah. It's just ruined it. Do you know what we need to do? Stop all that nonsense. Don't be firing any cannons off. America, let's see your guns, mate. You know, your cannons, all that sort of thing. You don't need it.
1: I don't quite get it either. Like, you're celebrating the sex of the baby. It's like a 50-50 split, isn't it? You know what I mean? You're not celebrating one over the other, are you? Or are you? I don't really get... The celebration oh. of it's a boy you're a girl, it's just like <laughs> it is what it yeah. is. i never thought of it
0: like that. I mean, what do they do? I mean, I suppose so, some cultures really do not want to have girls, do they? That's oh, yeah, really, like, like China. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah, yeah. The, the pink stuff ain't gonna sell in China, is it? <laughs> pink no, confetti. Yeah.
0: Did you know that they, they, used to, they used to have a rustic kind of name for them, which translated for girls, for girl babies, as maggots in the rice? Oh my god! Because the, the the theory was that they didn't contribute to the family, they were just sort of consumed sort of thing. Right. And I think that is just it's the worst... It's isn't it? I, I do think things have moved on, I mean I can't, I, I don't know now, I can't comment, it yeah. might be the case that a lot of Chinese are just as happy to get a girl as yeah. as a boy. Yeah. Uh, it might be the fact that people are working in cities as opposed to sort of like needing a bit of muscle around the farms. Mm-hmm. It's it's a different different kettle of fish, but yeah, I still think that's exactly what it was. It was this this thing that did go on, a culture that did go on. Yeah. I think in some like I said, some societies it does go on today. You know, yeah, I think I think like you say, you, you don't need a reveal. Yeah, you don't need to yeah. reveal at all because the reveal is when you give birth and you used to tell people, oh, I've had a baby. Have you? Was a boy or a girl? It's, it's why you know I me. Mean? No, it doesn't it. matter, does uh, it?
1: The celebration itself, not the street and stuff like that it's such a wonderful time. Anyway, isn't it? you know what I mean? It's such a personal time, not a fucking cannon firing time. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is evening.
0: Somebody now, when you know, here we are at Cracking Cove. If somebody set off a cannon now. Uh, I would possibly physically shit my
1: trousers. Yeah, yeah.
0: You know? I'd fire our cannon cons-
1: back at him, that's what I'd do. Yeah, with well, that a that's p- it, metal ball in it. <laughs> I'd get it. Me Luger out. Yeah. <laughs> that pop shot in it across the court. right our kid it's getting late you, oh you, is it that time again
0: it is you've mopped up all your pancake and your fish fingers with lemon on top there mate it's all <laughs> done and dusted <laughs> is that now you know it's like it's, it's that's, that's over it's time for us to sort of like maybe uh, get, get our feet up in the front room right? maybe mm. how about a little brandy would you like a
1: little brandy that, yeah I'd definitely like a nip even though it's 11 o'clock in the morning let's do it actually. yeah <laughs> go on then
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's never too early at Crack and Cove <laughs> <laughs> breakfast stout <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but you see we, we've seen a big example there the last story didn't we we sort of saw how foolhardy you can be when you're taking part in some of the modern rituals that have been invented just to mm. sell people shit you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. but there's, there's other ones here which are maybe a little bit positive maybe something that will put a little bit of a smile on people's faces you know so this story is from the BBC and it's COVID, it's, it's a COVID story, but oh God. But no, insane success of goat Zooms nets Rossendale Farm 50k, right?
1: <laughs> That's cool.
0: So a farmer who was half kidding when she suggested hiring out her goats for Zoom meetings during lockdown <laughs> said making 50,000 quid in that time shows it was no joke. So Dot McCarthy from Rossendale in Lancash- Lancashire so the number of people paying for Showgoat, Lola and others to butt in on calls has been <laughs> insane. <laughs> she said it had kept Cronshaw Fold Farm open and staff in work and had also paid for improvements to the site. And she said that it was more fun than selling manure to make ends
1: meet, right? (laughs) (laughs) I love this already. How do they do it?
0: So the farms were featured on BBC One's The Great Staycation, usually supplements its incomes with hosting weddings and educational visits and stuff like that. But the coronavirus restrictions have closed that side of the business down. So as a result, the 32-year-old, who took over the business from her mother about five years ago, came up with the idea of hiring out her flock to brighten video calls by briefly having them butt in as a surprise. (laughs) Right? The service, now get this, the service which she described as the greatest of all time (laughs) These people pay £5 to hire a goat who then joins a scheduled meeting via the video conferencing services invitation system with a little help from farm staff and it started off as a joke but it just became a roaring success and it's just there to give people a bit of a laugh and stuff like this, which I think that's fair enough and be these goats are butted in meetings in US, Russia, China and Australia, and it's um, just for five quid a pop, you know
1: <laughs> I would imagine, you know, them countries it's like proper war talk and that you know what I mean, they're like, <laughs> you must pull out of the Ukraine <laughs> 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 oh, 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 you silly man oh, oh. of course I will <laughs>
0: well the thing is, is I thought, it was oh this is so cute this is great, in fact, I was at thinking of hiring one for us for this now, right?
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> but, but then I went on the website, right? And and I looked and in, in the on the on the web page. See, so if you have a chance, you have a little look yourself out there. he yeah, yeah. said well, but you won't have to go look. But the, the fair listener can have a go. Of a look. And it's a said crunshawfoldfarm. co. uk forward slash goats on zoom, right? <laughs> <laughs> and they've got a list of the goats you can have call, right? But the way they're kind of sold, it's a little bit pimpy, if you see uh, what I mean. Yeah,
1: yeah <laughs> And it's it first like took a little bit of Yeah.
0: So let's have a little look through what goats we can have. <laughs> Choose a goat for your call. We have Lulu. With oestrogen-inducing levels of cuteness, Lulu can commonly be found in the main barn, snuggling with her mummy, Daisy. It's far too easy to assume this little critter is nothing but sweetness and light. Yet, legend has it, Lulu's blood-curdling bleat scared Taylor Swift out of her own music video. Lulu likes to use her treacherous screech to interrupt any time a goat other than her is booked for a call. What to expect from Lulu. The floppiest ears and the fuzziest belly fluff. A complete disregard for other goats, camera operators, or personal space. Extreme jealousy should you dare mention the cuteness of any other goats during your call. (laughs) There we go.
1: How much is Lulu? I want one now. (laughs) £5 for a
0: call. That's it. I'm tempted.
1: You sold it to me there. We've
0: got another one. We've got (laughs) Ozymandias, kid of kids, right? (laughs) (laughs) So this is King of Kidology and Sultan of Self-Affirmations. Ozymandias doesn't think he is the greatest of all time. He knows it. Known in the barn for his selfie game, Ozzy lives in the lad pad with his subordinates, Ivor Sebastian and twin brother, Mr Moderator. Uh What to expect from Ozzy? A deep, enduring love of his own reflection. Sunglasses indoors in winter at night time. Enjoys tallying his number of tinder matches on the barn wall for all to see.
1: So, no, the, this is wrong innit, what they're doing. Yeah.
0: yeah, and all the other ones are saying they're just these sort of things, what to expect.
1: you are going to find really it in nice a phone hair. box or something, you know, we I mean? like, Oh, what's his cat? Oh god,
0: yeah <laughs> I mean can you imagine that? I mean it could be the case, you know, you can you imagine if the art do go in like on a call for a five, right? And all it is basically a big fat guy there with a load of crisps wanking himself
1: mad over the goat <laughs> that's just appeared. I wanna get in touch with them and say, listen, right, Lulu, right. You you get Lulu on video call. Show me your rudders, you get five grand. That'll save you five. They're gonna do it, aren't they? You know what I mean? And then just take it a bit, you know what I mean? Just yeah. put, put a hoof in, your, in its own mouth. Or uh. you know what I mean? <laughs> That's it. That's it. There we go. That's the
0: good stuff, yeah. And there's one here called Sweet Sebastian, right? Uh, and, and he wants life to consist of nothing more than belly rubs and carrot sticks. Now, I don't know what I mean by carrot sticks, I don't.
1: <laughs> shit.
0: So it's a bit weird, because I, I, I do wonder, you know what I mean, if, if the if somebody was acting inappropriately and the goat appeared and they just pinged on and it was like a bloke It was just into goats would they pull the would they pull the feed do you think? No would they, they, they won't ca-
1: that farm will do anything for cash The will
0: cold cash won't they yeah. I, I think it's fair play to them that they've actually diversified and stuff like this but the idea that they're actually sort of pimping their animals out to the general public <laughs> for sexual pleasures now I think it's just too far Too that. far it's gone too far <laughs> Too far is that We need to rein it in and get their heads in the straight you know? Jesus <laughs> this
1: world what's going on (laughs) (laughs)
0: well what we need our kiddie we need the simple life don't we Like pipes and brandy that's what we need
1: breakfast brandy and pipes that's what we need immediately so let's do that
0: well that's a good thing during the daytime you see there's no uh, there's no light needed we can just get our feet up get pissed right Um, have a little snooze in the afternoon get up get up Get the light lit. And get pissed again.
1: That's what exactly. Yeah, yeah. And then on and on and on repeat. Lovely yeah. life we lead. Double, <laughs> double drunk Friday. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, it's going to be a big bye bye from Matt. No, it's a bigger bye bye from the Benny. Take care, guys. Cheers. There are three
0: ways you may contact Cracking Co. Either by email at Cracken Cove Podcast at gmail.com. On Twitter at Cracken Cove. Or Instagram at Cracken Pod. Ha
2: ha!